The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Time to go to the United States to Marion McKeown and Carl Thomas. And Carl, we're back again to this issue of the age of your political leadership. And I have to say, sorry, your contemporaries, not just Joe <laughs> Biden, but the Republican leader, uh, Mitch McConnell. Now, his is a major issue, would appear at present, isn't it? You've been going on about Joe Biden for a while, but it would appear Mitch McConnell would appear to have worse cognitive issues, wouldn't it? Well, even worse is Dianne Feinstein, of course, the Democratic senator from California who's 90 years old, and I'm not even sure she's going to show up as uh, Congress returns to, you should pardon the expression, work today. Uh, Mitch McConnell's doctor, I'm just looking now at the wires, uh, just issued a statement, says there's no evidence of mini-stroke or seizure disorder after Senator freezes mid-press conference for a second time. Uh, I agree with Nikki Haley, the Republican, uh, one of the Republican candidates for president. I think it's time for a new generation. I I mean, younger leadership, uh, but the the problem is that the senators vote for these leaders and the voters vote for the representatives and uh, senators. So if they're not going to take the initiative and vote for younger people, then, you know, the next uh, the next level is somebody who's going to be 100 years old, I guess. Strom Thurmond, I think, uh, was well into his late 80s or early 90s. And uh, the senator from the late senator from South Carolina used to watch him at hearings and people would pass him cards, his staff people would pass him cards for questions to ask a witness because he couldn't come up with them on his own. It's really disgusting. Okay, and then though, are Democrats been quiet about this, Marion, particularly in relation to Mitch McConnell because they're afraid that it, by bringing up the subject, it would only bring attention back to Joe Biden? Yeah, of course, because, you know, the, if, if they, if Democrats start talking about um, Mitch McConnell and Chuck Grassley, who's either 89 or 90. He's certainly very close to 90 at the moment. And, you know, it's going to come straight back to what about Diane Feinstein? What about Joe Biden? Uh, And, you know, but the strange thing in all this is that Donald Trump weirdly kind of gets a pass. Donald Trump is 77. He's three years younger than Biden. And he seems to be being left out of this equation for some weird reason. But look, the average age, I think, in the House is about 67. Uh, it's, it's 65, 66 across the board, but I think it's 64 now in the Senate. But I think what, over half a dozen senators are, are, is it over 85? I mean, it's, you know, I don't believe in age limits, but I do believe in term limits because age limits wouldn't deal with a problem of ineffective people as well. And, you know, if you look at the Supreme Court, etc., I, I, I think that there should be term limits. I think after a certain point, uh, whether it's, you know, for the Senate in six years, you know, three, four terms, that's ample. You should be out by then. And I think likewise with the Supreme Court. But it's, I think it's, there's a problem here because both sides, you know, if, if Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell is almost sitting on a hornet's nest. And if he gets off it, the whole thing's going to erupt because who will be the next leader? The factions, the Republican Party is so divided. You'll have uh, people on the far right. And I think Democrats actually quite like having Mitch McConnell um, as the leader because on the basis it could be so much worse that that he's not the most unreasonable and 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 I think you know it, it the whole thing there it is time for it's past time for new leadership but who's it going to be I mean who who's up and coming in the Republican Party Ron DeSantis I don't think so um and who's up and coming in the Democratic Party there is a problem that goes beyond leadership and is the caliber of the up and coming generation
Yeah, why is that, Cal? Why is it that it seems that younger generations are not getting involved in active politics, or if they are, that they tend to be extremists? I think there are a lot of uh, people who are frustrated by uh, a lot of things. Uh, the surveys have shown that not only in political institutions, but in religious institutions, in all kinds of institutions, uh, even uh, especially during COVID. But we saw some of this after Vietnam and Watergate. We saw a lot of cynicism set in about the political system and other institutions in America, and it came back. I think it'll come back again because this affects everybody. I mean, the uh, Congress can... Uh, decide how much they're going to tax you, how much they're going to regulate your business. So, uh, I, I, and I also don't think we, we study enough in our schools and our universities, civics, the Constitution, the history of this country, in favor of so many other irrelevant things. So I think it will come back. But, you know, Marion's right on this, a lot of the, these older people, but I, I think uh, people age differently. We've talked about this before. There ought to be cognitive tests. I think Nikki Haley has talked about this as well. When you reach 75, for example, there ought to be cognitive tests. If you pass the test, fine. You keep on serving. If not, you could retire. But a lot of this is going to re- require actions by people in Congress who would have to vote against their own interests. Yeah, but hold on. Why would you restrict cognitive tests to a certain age? Surely the cognitive tests could be applied at much younger ages, given some of the nonsense we hear from some of your politicians. Well, sure. Uh, I think it's fine. 65, whatever. You know, there used to be the retirement age in the United States was 65. But as people now live longer and healthier lives and there are uh, drugs that uh, cure all kinds of uh, problems, uh, those have been extended. Those years, those good years have been extended. So uh, somebody like uh, Joe Biden, who is the same age by one month difference uh, as me. Hopefully I'm a little more articulate, but I wouldn't want to be in uh, his, his office. But you can be the judge of that. Well, yeah, how many, how many hours a day do you think can a man of your age, Cal, work? It's a genuine question. Well, I, look, I get up at uh, six thirty-seven in the morning, read the newspapers online, and uh, and uh, the ones that come to my house, uh, write some radio commentaries, think about what I'm going to say on this show with you. Um, I'm uh, do five radio commentaries that are syndicated a week, two newspaper columns that are syndicated uh, around the country. So I'm uh, doing the same thing that I did uh, thirty, forty years ago. I'm, I'm sorry, you might be, you might be busier than Joe Biden by the sounds of that. I mean, if you can still do what you were doing thirty and forty years ago, then why can't Joe Biden be doing that as president. Well, other parts of me are failing, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, no, I, look, I think if you look at Joe Biden and, uh, you know, he's been around Washington forever. He's never done anything other than a government job. And uh, he, he's clearly just not there. I mean, he's in, he's worse than inarticulate. Sometimes he doesn't know where he's going or what he's doing or even where he is. Uh, and again, there's people age differently. And I, I mean, I don't wish him ill. I mean, it's, it's very, very sad to watch. You've got this G20 meeting coming up. Uh, he, his wife has just been uh, diagnosed with uh, COVID-19, uh, and he, his doctor says, the White House physician just said this morning that, that he's tested negative, but I tested negative once, then I tested positive, then I tested negative again, so who knows? Yeah, but should Republicans say that COVID is only a bit like the flu, it doesn't really matter, so it's not like they can make a big issue of Biden if he did have COVID. Let me go back to you in relation to this, Marion. What's now is the, the, the efforts to get Joe Biden impeached. Where are we at with that? 
Well, you know, it, it's honestly, Congress is, is uh, starting back this week and it's such a mess on so many levels. Uh, the effort to get Joe Biden impeached has mainly been driven by the likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. A lot of Republicans in the House don't want it, but more seem to want it than don't at the moment, uh, primarily because there is no evidence of any wrongdoing by Joe Biden. Now, they've been doing this deep dive into Hunter Biden and the so-called Biden crime family three different investigations since last January. They have come up with nothing that incriminates Joe Biden. Yes, there's evidence that he behaved in an idiotic manner as vice president by allowing his son to be on the board of Burisma. I'm not sure how you stop a 40-something-year-old from being on a board, but he should have done it some way. He should have found a way to do it. The optics were terrible, but there is no evidence to support anything that the Republicans are claiming without evidence, which is that the Biden family is like um, one of the mafia families and that they were going all over the world extorting money with Joe Biden. Biden at the lead and Hunter Biden has, as his enforcer. They, you know, they, they over and over, they've claimed that they've got these star witnesses, these explosive testimonies, these emails, and time after time, they just show nothing. So Kevin McCarthy is in a really tricky position because uh, this, this right-wing flank is saying, if you don't let us start impeachment proceedings, we're going to force a shutdown. Uh, you know, and, and this is the level of dysfunction that is operating at the moment within the Republican Party. And, you know, we are just dealing with the Republican Party in, this, in the, the House at the moment. Uh, they have such a weak leader in McCarthy. You've got all of these people like Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who are just there to cause trouble and to get on Fox News. And they're coming up with this kind of nonsense, threatening to shut down the government for absolutely no reason. And now you have, you have the Senate where Republicans and Democrats have agreed. They have bipartisan sp spending agreements. Uh, McCarthy agreed some with, with uh, Biden in May uh, to avert a shutdown. Then the Republicans said after this agreement, no, 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 we're changing our mind on this. We want spending cuts. You cannot run a country like that by agreeing to something and then pulling the rug out a week later and then heading back into this um, session now, which is going to be utter chaos uh, for okay. the Republicans, for Biden, for everyone. Well, speaking of no evidence, let's remember Nancy Pelosi, Russian collusion, the Steele dossier. There was no evidence. All of these former intelligence officials who signed off on this saying it was true turned out not to be true. So uh, with respect to shutting down the government, uh, the Democrat leader in the Senate, uh, Chuck Schumer, has already uh, threatened to do that. And this is a constant play that goes on every session of Congress where the Democrats say, if you don't agree to these spending deals we're gonna we're gonna shut down the government and blame you we've seen it over and over and over again and republicans have never been able to come up with a good defense we'll see if they can this time well just briefly but, finally to you cal to finish this do you genuinely believe that there are grounds to impeach joe biden well, this is what an impeachment inquiry is about. It's not the actual impeachment. Nancy Pelosi went right to impeachment without, two of them, by the way, without an inquiry. But that's what it's all about. And, I, you know, it's no surprise I disagree with Marion on this. The, the border is open, despite the claims by uh, his uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, that it's closed. It's not. Uh, I think that's a, that's a major issue. Uh, so we'll see. But that's what an inquiry is supposed to be. There's nothing wrong with an inquiry. Marion? 
you know, for starters, uh, Nancy Pelosi, very briefly, uh, we it was established, there was a smoking gun, we knew that Trump had threatened um, Zelensky and we saw uh, January 6th that there was no need for an inquiry there and there was an extensive one indeed. Uh, so I, I totally disagree and I'm not sure what the border has to do with the uh, Hunter Biden impeachment or the grounds that they're claiming. But anyway, we leave it there. Thank you, Marion McKeown and Carl Thomas. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-